What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business without spending any money on ads, a website, or a funnel. I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years. And in the last two and a half years, I've worked with over a thousand online coaches and a hundred of them have hit $10,000 a month. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's going on in the fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by two legends, not one, but two. And usually I make fun of my podcast guests because I'm an older <laughs> brother, but today I'm not gonna. We've got Cole De Silva, my best friend and business partner. What's up, Brett? What up, fam? It's your boy. I'm excited for this one. Does this feel weird that I'm not making fun of you? No, it's pretty normal. You just know you can't make fun of your fucking superior. I get it. It's all good. <laughs> and we've got we've got a special guest. We've got Nick Matthews on the call. Nick, what's going on, dog? What's going on, guys? I'm super pumped. For this yeah. Game. This is going to be fun, bro. Yeah. So I know who Nick Matthews is, but I don't think anybody else is. And just like before we get into like the rock star intro, I just want to make an announcement that Nick Matthews is the newest coach inside of the 10K Coaching Academy. Yeah. Give this fucking man some love. Super excited for it. This man is also 23 years old. And at 23 years old, he hit $10,000 per month. And that's a fucking, you know, that's a mindset that takes a certain level of mindset. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know about you guys, but when I was 23, I was a little bit of an asshole. The fact that this kid's 23 and doing as well as he is is awesome. So Nick, let's do like a backstory, bro. Like who are you? Where are you from? And what got you interested in fitness uh, coaching in the first place? Okay. So who I am? I Nick Matthews, your new PT Dom head coach. Super, super pumped to be a head coach for the PT Dom. Backstory on me, like how I got into fitness, where like I'm from, things like that. So I'm from a very small town in Florida. We didn't even have a red light. There was no caution lights, like super, super small town. I think the population's like 1500 people, something like what? that. Yeah. I very, fucking very, know that. Yeah, dude, very small town. I grew up very similar to Brian. I grew up in a single wide trailer, had really young parents. So we grew up like really, really poor. I saw a lot of blue collar work, a bunch of, I'm the first person to ever graduate high school in my family. I'm the only person that went to college in my family. So like I was kind of the person trying to break the trend, but I played sports the whole way through. So it was kind of like I was already interested in fitness, but it was more performance. It wasn't for like looks, physique. It wasn't for a job. Mm -hmm. So dude, what happened? Like you were born and raised in a small town. You were doing sports for like basically working out because of sports and performance. When did you like start to take an interest in personal training slash like helping others with their fitness goals. Yeah, I would say that probably came like junior year of high school because at like that age, that's where you're kind of like, what job do I want to do? Like what career path am I going to take? Like things like that. So I was actually more interested in like physical therapy or physician's assistant. Well, if we fast forward and I get into college, I start taking the anatomies, the biologies, the chemistries. And I was like, this is not for me. This is Um, not what I want to do. So I was still interested in fitness, but I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be an in-person trainer because I had friends that did it. And then just the amount of research I do on things before I make a decision is like, I knew the income wasn't going to be where I wanted to be. Because again, I grew up very poor. My family wasn't able to do much for me. So I wanted to be able to change that. I wanted to be able to help my family back. I wanted to be able to support my wife. I am married. Yeah. Really pumped on that. That's always, that's exciting. But yeah, so pretty much just kind of like what got me into fitness. And then I came across a buddy of mine through the gym and it'd be my best man in the wedding. And he kind of introduced me to making money online. I thought it was fake. He kind of showed me and he was even younger than I was. He was 16 at the time. I think 
think I was like 19, 20 and he was already making money online. And I was like, dude, like how? We met our first mentor together. That didn't go too well. But through that, I met Mr. Mason Mahoney. A lot of people probably know who that is. Here. All right, Ben. Okay, I want to okay. like, we see your passion in this, but I'm super curious because obviously you said that you found your passion in fitness in high school. Yeah. And that's kind of what dragged you towards this journey and like everything that you just broke down for us. But were you always passionate about fitness in high school? Because I know like growing up in Thunder Bay, guys, there's like a hundred thousand people there, but I didn't actually like grow up in Thunder Bay. I grew up in the country around Thunder Bay. Like I was a country mm -hmm. boy. I grew up on a fucking farm and like on 153 acres and hunting and quadding and all that shit. And I knew that like fitness wasn't my passion until I played high school, which is like late high school. Were you mm -hmm. in fitness the entire time or how did that trigger? Yeah. So it was more like, this is going to be funny to some of you guys, but I played a lot of Call of Duty growing up I and mean, I was actually yeah. homeschooled my eighth grade year. And I like, I don't know why I remember this so vivid because he was definitely joking, but I didn't have my shirt on. I was sitting in the chair playing Call of Duty and my uncle came in and he was like, Hey man, you're getting a little chubby. That's the <sighs> first time in my entire life that I ever like even like looked at myself as chubby like I didn't like you're eighth grade you don't really care I knew I was athletic so like I had confidence from being a baseball player but then like he came and hit me with that and I was just like I didn't let it hit me right away but then it's like you kind of go to the mirror and you're like oh you are getting a little chubby like you're not playing sports at school anymore you're like you're homeschooled and then that's kind of where like confidence started tanking and I did a program called p90x I lost like 20 pounds got abs P90X, and yeah. then I was yeah and I was like man fitness is fun. And just like, I think the passion really develops around that age, but it developed because my mindset changed. And I think that's a big one was like growing up poor, growing up in a family like that I grew up in, there wasn't a lot of positivity. There was a lot of just like hard work, like go in, go out. Like all of our families are divorced. Like there's just not a lot of positivity and like fitness like became the outlet for that. So like, that's kind of how the passion developed because it was kind of like my out from all the stuff happening in my like household. Dude, Dude I side note, Brian, I want to ask you a question. Do you have an asshole uncle that made fun of you too? Because I had that same thing. <laughs> so I laughed when you said that, Nick, because I'm like, yo, I had an uncle that was the same way, bro. Like, you getting chubby when I was younger. Literally called me out. Used to make fun of me for that shit. So that fucking makes me laugh. That is funny. And I actually, I didn't. I had the opposite. And so when I was in grade, around grade eight, like, I was super, I hated the way that I looked. I was like this little, like, I used to, this is weird, but I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I wanted to lose weight. And so I thought in my head, this was like when I was in grade eight, I was like, if I drink only milk and hot chocolate mix there's no way that i could i'll lose weight because all i'm drinking is milk i did that for like a month and i gained 15 pounds and then i remember stepping on the scale and being like what no fuck <laughs> i was like gaining 15 pounds i was like i thought i was gonna lose weight and i, I remember talking to my auntie about it and i was like super self-conscious like just hate the way that i looked in the mirror and she did the opposite she was like well She's like, when your uncle, who's like, my uncle is, he's super cool. His name's Uncle Darren. He's like, and you met Uncle Darren at the wedding. He's the guy yep. with a dildo in my pool. Like, yeah, dude, hilarious. Side note, I'm, we're telling that story right now. He brought a fucking dildo all the way across the country with him and then made us jump off. Like we smuggled it. Taj jumped off the balcony and stuck it to the bottom of Brian's pool. And it was glow in the dark. So, yeah, then, funny. so then there was a glowing dildo in the bottom of my <laughs> So that uncle, my auntie told me a story about him. And my auntie was like, your uncle, when he was your age, he started working out and he got really jacked. And in high school, like he got all the girls and he was playing sports. And I was in grade eight and I was like, you mean I could do that too? I'm like, can I be Jack like Uncle Darren? She's like, yeah, sure. If you start working out. So like that actually is what sparked it for me. But I totally resonate with, with you, Nick, because like fitness for me was also my outlet. Like I felt like my family was the same way. Like there was like a broken household, et 
cetera. And I remember there was a lot of like money doesn't grow on trees and you got to work hard for what mm-hmm. you want. And so like for me, it was like fitness became my outlet too. Like that was my, that's why I fell in love with it in the first place. hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was for me. And then, like I said, like baseball was the true passion up until baseball stopped. Most people, like I had that realization going into about my senior year. I was like, I know this could possibly pay for my college, but I know this isn't going to be my forever. So like whenever I actually hung up the cleats for the very last time, like that's already hard enough if I've ever played sports. Yep. So I was like, I need something to fill this void that I've done this every single day for two hours, three hours, four hours a day for the past 13 years. And now it's gone. So like I needed something there and like it kind of like came back into my life then. Mm. Boom. I love it. Okay. So let's fast forward now. Let's go. Before we talk about, I actually want to talk about the other mentor, not like Mm -hmm. names, but I want to talk about your experience because you said it didn't work out. Cause I think that there's a lot of people that are listening to this right now that have worked with a mentor already. And they're like, Mm -hmm. like, dude, I already paid a mentor and it fucking was not good. And so can you speak on your experience on that? And just in like, not obviously not naming names, but more in the context of like, how did you feel after that experience? And Mm -hmm. and what were your trust issues coming into PT online? (laughs) Okay. So yeah, so I invested in this guy. Like I said, I met like my best friend now and he introduced me to this guy. At the time, I wasn't making much money at all. I was working, like I was working part-time. I was still in college. And I think his program was something like 450, 600 bucks, something like that. And at the time that was like a ton to me. I was like, dude, I'm giving you so much money. And he, uh, like there would be times he would skip out on some of the calls or he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was still sleeping and like missed check-ins for us and like all sorts of weird stuff. And then like his program was laid out super Super weird. So like I did have trust issues coming into PT Dom because whenever I joined his course, he had all these like testimonials. He had like the cool looking website. He had all the stuff that makes you interested in buying in. So then when I come to you and then you're just like, what's up? And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> you're a little too excited for me. I feel like you're trying to sell me. Like, so like, that's kind of my initial reaction. But then like, I was good friends with Mason and Mason was like, dude, like this is the guy. Cause like Mason and I were doing the same program. And I was like, Mason, what are you like? Where are you getting your information? And he was like, oh dude, I left that program forever ago. It wasn't that good. I joined PT Dom. And I was like, like who, where, how? And he was like, oh, I'll connect you with him. And then Mason put us in a group chat and it's pretty much been history since. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. The reason I love, the reason we actually, me and Cole, you know, I don't want Cole to speak on this too, but from my perspective, one of the biggest reasons that we wanted to move Nick into a coaching position is because Nick started with PT Dom. It was like two years ago, over two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. And Nick is one of those grinders. Like Nick is one of those people that would show up for every single call. Uh, he'd show up in the group consistently over time, surround himself with higher level people, but he just couldn't break his income plateau. And it was mm-hmm. like 1500 a month. And then it was like 2K a month. And then it was 2,500 a month. And then it was back down to 2K a month. And I know that there are some people in the academy that resonate with that. And if that's you, I, 100%. Want, I want you to say fucking me. Like for some reason, you just can't fucking, there's like, oh, you're just like, oh, right. Like, mm, and then, mm, and then, mm, mm, mm. and so yeah. a big reason that we were like, okay, like Nick, you know, this guy has to be a coach is because he fucking broke through. So that's like me. That's my experience on why we brought in Nick to coach. But Cole, what about you? Like, what do you see in there? Honestly, guys, my like reasoning was very simple. I've seen Nick's work ethic and I've seen his grind mode for the last two years and it's inspiring. Like I'm all about consistency, loyalty, and like actual hard work. And it's literally what Nick is all about. So when it came down to like us looking for another head coach to bring into the academy to teach our students, that was the first thing we looked for. All right. Well, that was Nick. And number two was the fact that again, I actually was happy that it took him two years. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Nick, two years to break 
10K. Yeah, two years. The reason why I love that is because it literally shows consistency and hard work, like in a nutshell, right then and there. Because I feel like a lot of people, when you guys see the 10K Academy, not only on the podcast, you guys hear me and B talk about it, but if you go to our Instagrams or B's Facebook or my Facebook, we're always talking about our clients breaking income plateaus. You guys always see our clients making money. All right, always. Because that's what we share. Because let's be real, a lot of you guys, that's what you want to achieve. You want to make money as an online fitness coach. Well, I feel like a lot of you guys feel like it happens instantly. And it's just not the case. Some people will come in and blow up right away. All right. And it's cool to show that stuff and all that other, like the progress that they make. But a lot of people see results like Nick, if they just don't fucking give up. Yep. Say it again. And like, and that's the thing. A lot of you guys give up. So a lot of you guys will see results like Nick. If you just don't fucking give up, you just got to keep grinding. So when it came to us bringing a coach in, I was like, Nick, hundred percent, because two years straight of grinding, listening, redoing the shit that we've taught him over and over and over and over again, utilizing the skills that we've like implemented in him and like taught him and like molded around him for not only online fitness coaching, but for other ventures that he's gone into as well. And you could just see the growth. So it was a no fucking brainer for me. Guys, I want to jump in for a second. And then I'm going to ask Nick about some of the experiences that we like that caused breakthroughs. And I just want to like bring this up to you guys. So me and Cole were talking, we're like, who are our competitors right now for like online fitness coaches? Cause like, I'll just be transparent. Like on the podcast, we were like, back when I first started, it was like Lynn Trin was in Australia. I don't think he's doing it anymore. And then there's Tanner Chisliter who is doing something completely different. Sterling Griffin sold his company. I'm like, guys, we're the best in the game right now. Yeah. And, and Nick is the perfect person that to like showcase that like we have the fundamentals. It's kind of like when you guys are trying to build your physique, right? When you guys are trying to build your physique and you're trying to like build muscle, it's like once you understand the foundations and the principles of building muscle, you'll be able to build your physique as big as you want to build it, right? Over time, consistently progressive overload with the right coach and the right mentors and the right information, you'll grow. And it's the same thing with building your business. And sometimes it takes like, you know, it sometimes it takes a couple of coaches to find the right coach for your physique. Just like sometimes it takes a couple of coaches to find the right coach for your business. But when you have the right fundamentals in front of you and you understand the right principles, like you can grow inevitably. But Nick, I want to like, I want to ask you, like when you were like stuck around like 1500 to 2K, what do you think were like some of the biggest like blocks that you were facing? Because I remember some conversations with you. And I want to talk about that phone call me and you had, it was like a year and a half ago, but if you remember yeah. that from the mastermind, but what were some of like the things that you think were holding you back when you were stuck <clears> in <throat> 2K? Like what were some of the biggest barriers that you couldn't get through? Right. So the biggest thing for me was comparison. So I think a thousand percent, you need to surround yourself with people that are crushing it, but I was too focused on them crushing it. So mm. I was looking at these people and I was like, okay, like, and Cole said a second ago, it's like, I saw people come in that like I and talk to, to get them into the course. And then a month, two months, three months later, they hit 10 K and I'm like, what? and then I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm just doing the course. And I'm like, what do you mean you're just doing the course? Like, it just, <laughs> it didn't seem believable to me because I'm like, I'm doing everything. Like you said, like I showed up to every call. I asked all the questions. I did all of the units I implemented immediately. And I wasn't seeing like that breakthrough. And it was a thousand percent my mindset because I was comparing to the people making more money than me. And I was mm-hmm. like, they've got to be doing something different. So I was always, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called like shiny object syndrome or yeah, something like exact, that. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always trying to look for, okay, like this person just made 10K. This person just made 50K. This person just did this. And I would always go and be like, what are you doing? And they're like doing the course. And I'm like, okay, so not you, what are you doing? Like, bro, one of the most vivid calls I have was with Chad Morgan. Cause he and I are the, I think, yeah, I'm a little bit older than he is. So seeing him come in and we were in the same mastermind and this guy's over here just crushing it. And I was like, bro, Chad, what did you do? He's like, I just implemented a morning routine. And I was like, you are lying to my face. Like, you did not. I was like, bro, you did not 
not just implement a morning routine. He was like, that's really all I did. And then it's consistency. But then I was thinking, I was like, okay, so like Chad is kind of like same age, same everything. So I was like, okay, so what is he doing different? He wasn't doing anything different. He had two, three, four years on me. Mm. So it was just like, I was comparing the people that were so far ahead. And then if we're going to compare this to fitness and physiques, it's like, that'd be like me comparing to a professional bodybuilder right now that's been in the game 15, 20, 30 years. Yeah. And it like, you know what I mean? So like, it was kind of the same thing. I was comparing to all these people that were so far ahead of me versus like trying to seek out mentorship, guidance, advice from them. I was comparing to them and what they were doing instead. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. I remember uh, something else that you did consistently that I, I remember when we first started is every two weeks, Nick would change his avatar. Dude, every two I, weeks. It, it was probably faster than that sometimes. Like, I'd be like, I'd be like, Brian, this is it. This That's is the, one. the niche I'm going with. This is my avatar. And he'd be like, all right, cool. I'd be like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. This is the avatar. And guys, that is going to give you, because like, I, and I guarantee a lot of the coaches in here, because like you said, I had so many ebbs and flows. Like it was like, Brian, I hit 3K and then it was next month, $800. Mm. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing wrong? And and guys, like, don't change your avatar so much. Like I had the mindset that if I only niche down to like one specific person, one category that I was going to lose it out on all these other people, you're actually going to lose more people talking to everyone versus talking specifically. Because ever since I've started like dialing in my niche, I still get those other people to reach out. But now my content, one, it's easier. It's less stressful because I know exactly who I'm trying to make content for. And then on top of that, like the people like say I only help men, but like some, like one of the guy's girlfriends wants to coach mm-hmm. doesn't mean she's not going to reach out to me. And like, that was my mindset. When I first started, I was like, I have to talk to everybody. If I don't talk to everybody, I'm losing out on money. And that's not the case. Like you need to prove yourself as an authority, not somebody that's just a generalist talking to every single person that comes like across their social media. Yep. I see Cole's about to say something. I literally was just going to be like, Oh, it's like, we fucking teach that to every single one of our students every single day. That just makes me laugh. Cause it's like literally the most truest statement in the entire world. I feel like way too many people overthink the niche thing. Like two things. Number one, way too many people overthink the niching. Like if I niche down, I'm going to completely fuck myself. But what Nick just said is something you guys need to pay attention to. All right. Not only did it make my content easier, but people still reached out to me. Exactly. Guys, I am a business coach. I produce content for motivation, inspiration, and business. And I still get people reaching out to me for fitness shit every single day. Yo, can you help me with my fitness goals? It's just because I'm posting consistently and I'm posting content that's around the gym or motivational content that people like. People are still going to reach out to you. Just get consistent and niche the fuck down. And number two, I think that's very important. Like when it came down to the, uh, like comparing yourself to everybody else and like the shiny object syndrome, I really liked what you said. And I laughed about it because you're like, I'd go up to this person. And I'd be like, what are you doing? And they're like, Oh, doing the course. And you're like, fuck you. What are you doing? And you kept asking other people. Cause I feel like a lot of us do that. We're looking for that one ninja trick. And mm-hmm. I will literally go blue in the fucking face by saying this. There's nothing special about what we do. All right. Also guys, I want to jump in for a second and say, there's nothing special about me. No, nothing special about Cole. 
But Cole has 300,000 followers on Instagram. Cole has 70,000 or 300,000 followers on TikTok. He's got 70,000 on Instagram. He created a top 50 business podcast in the last year. Yep. Nothing special about Cole, but you want to know what Cole has that most people haven't yet developed is consistency. Yep. It's like, and, and nobody fucking likes hearing that. They're like, fuck you. They're like, fuck you, man. It's not No, but it's like, and, and it's like, yo, if you're coming to the PT nomination event, you better get ready because I'm about to drop a bomb in your ass. But like, it's, it really is like consistency and and it's also belief. And I think it takes a long time because like, okay, let's let's go back to Nick's background, right? So all of you guys that heard Nick's story can resonate with the fact that Nick came from a harder background and Nick's parents might not have made as much money as, you know, they were struggling for money a little bit. And it was like a little bit of like troubled background. So if you come from that background, right? Let's say you resonate with any single fucking part of that. Let's say that maybe you had a broken home. For me, I didn't meet my dad until I was 26. Money didn't grow on trees, right? So if that's you, right? That's your mindset. That's your core belief system. You guys understand that? Mm-hmm. Like your experience is shape who you are. So you're bringing you into learning how to grow a business online. And for most of you guys, that's why when you look at my Instagram, you're like, there's no fucking way that Andrew Chow made $65,000 in August. There's like a hundred people that voted no. There's like, there's no fucking way he did, but he did. But the reason that it's hard for you guys to see is because when you come from a background where, you know, money wasn't that abundant, it's hard for you to see and imagine it being real because it's never been real for you in your life up to this point. And nobody likes hearing that. Everybody's like, fuck you, Brian. That's bullshit. So Nick had to come into this business coaching program and not only learn the strategies that we're teaching him, but he also had to develop the belief that not only was it possible, but it was possible for him to hit $10,000 a month. And when do you think that belief really started like shifting for you, Nick? When did you start actually being like, dude, I can fucking do this? I would definitely say it, it was kind of driven from me getting married. So you know this, we had a bunch of conversations about this. I've had conversations with Cole about this as well. But whenever I got engaged, like we, like even her family, like they weren't near as poor as we were. They were a little under middle class, I'd say. But everybody in like my hometown thinks college education and that's what's going to make you successful. So when I dropped out, that was already the first red flag to her family. Like they, they loved me as a person, but they were like, okay, so what are you going to do? They're like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it was like peer pressure in because I was like, I want to marry her. I want to make her family happy. And like, I want their blessing. Like we come from a Southern town. I was like, I want them to like bless our marriage. And like through that, I was kind of like, okay, like I need to prove this business thing works. Like I have to, if I don't prove it works, then like, cause she gave me till I want to say she said until like October or something like that. And we got married in December and her being my wife's mom. And she was like, okay, like you have like a timeline. If you don't have it by this, you are going back to school because you have to support our daughter. And I was like, okay, deal. So like I had to develop the mindset. You had to do it through the affirmation, but I had to do it through consistency, I had to be like, okay, if I don't get this done right now, I'll never get the chance to get it back. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's kind of like what like shifted my mindset was like, there was a deadline. Like I had to believe in myself because if not, I wasn't going to be able to marry like my best friend. Oh, I love that so much. I remember that. Combo. I got chills, bro. I remember that combo. You sent me a DM and you're like, Cole, like, how would you go about this? Because I basically just got an ultimatum by my girl's mom and I don't know how to approach it. I remember that because it was an in-depth combo me and you had. And it was like, I feel like honestly, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to you because you got to add emotion into the belief that you already had. And it just drove you even harder. I love that shit, bro. Love it. That that gave me fucking chills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a, I think that was kind of the shifting point because then like, it's like, okay, I need to like, cause a big one that I was nervous, like a lot of you guys are, I was nervous to get on sales calls. I was nervous to get picked apart by Cole and Savage Cells. It's a nerve wracking. I get it. But like, whenever I had this ultimatum, I was like, okay, whatever I have to do, I'm doing it. So like, if that person was getting on a phone call with me, I don't care if they gave me 15 no's, I was practicing objections. And then if they gave me a no, 
know, it's like I showed you guys in that training I did with Jeff a few weeks ago. I've got a book of all the no's that I was given. So it was like, you have to like, and then like uh, Brian said this all the time, entrepreneurs solve problems. Yeah, That was a big one for me. Like I had to shift my mindset away from like always getting help to mean like, hey, I have to help myself first, educate myself, like figure out what I'm doing wrong kind of thing and then move forward. So then I was attending the Savage Sales. I was showing up to sales training. I was getting on more role plays. I did the steps that needed to be taken so I could actually believe in myself more. People started signing up with me more. Clients were getting results. People were excited and I was making more money. And I was like, whoa, like I can do this. And then like whenever she was my fiance at the time, but she was like, hey, like, like you're doing it. Like you're like sustaining like our income while I'm in nursing school with like working from home. So like we were saying at the beginning of this call, somebody said they only made 1.5K. That's from home. Like, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was so like whenever I was like able to sustain that for me and her and pay our bills and whatnot from home. Like, I think that was kind of the shifting point where I was like, okay, like I can do this. Mm. Yo, I love that shit so fucking much. It's not even funny. Guys, I want to touch on one thing there. Okay, one thing. And I want to ask you a question after this because I know that fucking feeling, okay, about sustaining your girl. All right, that's like a very, very like intense, emotionally resonating feeling for me that I want to touch on in a minute here. But I want you guys to focus on what Nick just said. All right, he talked about how his back was basically against the wall and he needed to grind his ass off. And instead of always asking for help, he started doing things on his own, doing trial and error, et cetera. What Nick was doing was chasing the uncomfortable. All right. This is what a lot of you guys need to embrace. A lot of you guys need to understand it, especially if you want to be successful in this online entrepreneurial game. A lot of the reasons why you guys can't break through to the next level is because you're too comfortable. You're not going all in. And I'm not saying go quit your fucking job or drop out of high school or drop out of school because we don't want you guys to do that. We want to make sure you can still pay your fucking bills, but you need to embrace the uncomfortable, even if that's not fucking asking us for permission first to do something, just doing it. And if you fall on your face, pick yourself back up and do it again. All right. Chase being uncomfortable guys. Again, I've said this so many times on the podcast and content on TikToks. I will literally tell Julia that if I feel super stressed out and uncomfortable, that means I need to do it. I need to do whatever the fuck this is. Right. Because I know like I literally got goosebumps right now because I know that feeling it like whenever I feel like that, boom, I go to the next level. I like explode. It was literally what got my TikTok to the next level. I felt uncomfortable speaking, utilizing my voice and like really leveling up. I started doing it and boom, everything went to the next level. It's like, literally I chase that feeling. If as soon as I feel comfortable, I get nervous. I get angry. I get annoyed. And then yeah. Julia is like, fuck my life, babe, calm down because she knows I'm about to make a huge investment or I'm about to do some crazy shit because I don't want to fucking be comfortable anymore. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love that so much. Chase. Now I want to ask you a question, but B might want to pitch in on that for a second. So I don't want to come. No, you're fucking good. I was just, I was just fun chasing the other. I love that. Okay. Question. How did it feel, bro, to be able to sustain you and your wife now with online coaching at the time? Because I know like how that felt for myself. Guys, I was, me and Julia worked for the same construction company. I quit my job with one online client. B's like, I got you. We're going to go full mentorship mode. Julia was making enough money to like sustain what we had at the time, but it wasn't a lot. And then I was able to turn it around and basically retire her, all right, from a job she fucking hated and she didn't want to do anything. Anymore. So I know that feeling, but I want you to break it down. How did it feel to be able yeah. to not only sustain all right, your income for you and your girl, but to like, quote unquote, like prove them wrong and to show them that like, yo, this is what we're going to be doing. And I'm, I'm going to be able to yeah. like be successful. In it. Right. Like I, I would say more so like, obviously I'm so grateful that I can like pay for our stuff with online coaching, but it was more so the family stuff. Like mm-hmm. them kind of um, like, they're almost like in shock because like besides here, the only people we really talk money with is them because at first they were nervous about how much money I was making.
talking and I forgot how it was, but it was kind of like slick comments. Like, Hey, if y'all need help with this, if uh, like how much do y'all have in savings, like stuff like that, like, yeah. and engage was like, Hey, so he's making like eight to 10 K a month. And then like, it was like a shock to them. They were like, he, what? And they were like, and then, then it went to like another poor person mindset where they were like, well, that's online business. It's not sustainable. So he just did it again. He did it again. Hey, I want to help you guys pay for vacation. It's like stuff like that, dude. Like that's what's like, that's what gets me excited because like, yeah. like you're saying, it is kind of like proving yourself. I definitely don't want you guys, if you had anything similar with me, if you have a parent that doesn't believe in you, if you have a spouse that doesn't believe in you, whatever it may be, like, don't like think you have to prove yourself. That's just kind of like a byproduct of the consistency. Like it's kind yeah. of like one of those things I get to like be grateful for now because it happened. It wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, I got to prove myself to them because if you do that, you're always going to be upset, depressed, and it's going to be a lot harder to do it. I love that shit so much, bro. I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. It's not about like approving. So I said that, but it's more, it's like a comfortable, grateful, like amazing moment when you see that light turn on in your fucking girl's family's eyes. Okay. Like I'm literally connecting with you so much right now. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, Julia's parents are the same way guys. All right. When I quit my job and went fucking full-time online, I met Julia's family for the first time over Christmas and I got grilled. Like, well, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing? Like, what do you mean? And they like legit, nobody believed in me doing online business at all. And now five years later, they're like, what the fuck is Cole doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, they see everything. Like guys, a year ago, we had to get help for our down payment on this home. All right. We're now looking for another house right now. Like everything has changed so much. And the fact that it was not like a proving them wrong thing, but being able to like have that conversation with the people that you love the most in your life, which again, you said she's your best friend. Julia is my best friend. Her family is like very close to me because we all grew up basically the same way or like in the same situation. I know how good of a feeling that is. I'm super proud of you. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yo, so there, I know that there is, there, I'm super excited we're bringing you in as a coach for the Academy because if you're listening to this right now and you're in the Academy, can you fucking show Nick some love right now and just like let us know if you're excited to learn from this guy? Because he's somebody that has been where you are and he is like, and he is excited to help you break through to that next level because he just did it, right? And I think yeah. that's why it's so important in the 10K Coaching Academy that we always bring in coaches that are like, have done, just done it because it's so easy for them to relate to exactly where you are right now because they were just there six months ago, right? They were just there and they broke through and now they want to help you break through to that next level. So before I go any further and I'm going to ask you the next question, something I connected with and something I want to share. And I've talked about this a lot in my podcast, really good to hear this affirmed back to me. And this is, this is it. So you said everything really changed for you when you realized that like, if you didn't do this, you wouldn't get to marry your best friend, right? Like if you didn't talk to do, so now there's like a deep sense of meaning and passion and purpose behind everything you're doing. Just like it says right here, where it says nanny is counting on you, which is my grandma. So if I didn't get successful, then I knew that my grandma was going to be working every single day for the rest of her life. And I was just not okay with that. And so realizing that I loved my grandma so much that I was willing to pay any price necessary. I was willing to invest in any mentor that it took. I was willing to go through failure after failure after failure through depression, through anxiety, through heartbreak in order to reach my goals was what made me successful in the first place. And to see that mirrored in another person is just really fucking cool. Yeah. Last thing I I just want to kind of touch on before we wrap up the podcast, Nick, is what are you hoping to bring to the 10K Academy? Like, what are you hoping to bring to Pizza Domination? And what are you hoping to bring to all these online trainers that are up and coming that, you know, want to get the same results? So what I'm like most excited for is the one thing that I mean, I've talked with you guys about the like the whole I see in the academy. And that was the people that are struggling in that zero to 20 clients mark. And they are only comparing to 
people in 10K. So I'm really excited to talk about the mindset, the way I'm seeing some comments and unfortunately we're not gonna be able to get to all of them, but excited to do trainings on the things that people are asking for. Like, what did I do when I went from $3,000 to $800? What did I do when I went from 19 clients down to seven clients in one month because COVID hit? Like, what did I do whenever like I had to make money? Because if not, like my parent, her parents were gonna let me marry her. Like, I'm excited to give those kind of trainings, those kind of like mindset things. And like, just the, like the motivation that these people need, because like it is possible. I get what it's like to compare when you're only making 2K a month for seven months straight. And then you're comparing to this guy that's been in the program for two months that made 10K. Mm -hmm. I completely get it. So like, I'm really excited to bring that to the academy because like, I think that's where like we need like a dedicated thing for the people in that 20 clients or less mark that haven't quite hit 5K or haven't hit 5K consistently. And I'm excited to deliver stuff based on that, that solely. Boom. Okay, bro. Boom. What's your coaching call called just for everybody that's on the call right now? Can I explain like where we got it to? Yeah, bro. Go for it. Okay. So like I was trying to come up with all these creative names for it. I didn't want it to be just something like super generic and boring. When I very first met Brian and Cole, they had your 21st client. So kind of like an OG nostalgic thing. I was thinking of names and I was like, okay, like, cause whenever I joined the goal was to hit 5k. So I was like, okay, my call is dedicated for people that are making 5k or less. I was like, let's bring the OG back and let's do your first 20 clients. So my call will be on Tuesdays and will be for people within that first 20 clients mark. Yes, sir. Let's fucking go. Yes, sir. Let's fucking go. Have we decided what time it is yet? We're going to be I, doing it around noon or in the morning, something around there. So it doesn't call for Q&A. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking go. I'm excited. But it'll be up. We'll get it. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to add to this, Cole? No, honestly, guys, I'm just super excited for this. When Nick brought this to our attention, we wanted to hop on it right away. Because again, you guys already know, like we've talked for the last hour here. We are more than supportive of fucking Nick. And we like believe in his ability to coach and teach. Like the one training that you guys saw with him and Jeff, we saw so much positive feedback. It was insane. And we absolutely loved it. Not to mention when he, again, approached us with this idea, we just thought it was exactly what the academy needed. Because again, we do teach a lot of you guys about different mindsets and we touch on a lot of things, but we haven't had a call that was specific for people making $5,000 or less. And this is just going to help you guys take it to the next level. And I'm super excited. I think I do. I think that there's a lot of smoke coming to that call. There's a lot of people that are super excited. There's a lot, bro. There's a lot of people that are amped up for that one. So I'm amped up. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's really, really cool. Dude, Nick, thank you so much for coming on podcast today. And funny story, you guys, uh, super funny. Nick actually let me know that this was one of his goals. Like one of his goals was yeah. to do a podcast and hit $10,000 a month. And you just fucking did both of those things, right? Boom. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was like two years ago when you were very first starting the podcast. It was like episode four or five. Like you had like, whenever you brought your first guest on, I was like, oh, he's doing guests. And I was like, yo, bro, I'm gonna break 10K and I'm gonna get on your podcast. And here we go. <laughs> it, it took a little bit, but <laughs> like, I want to end with that, guys. Like embrace the struggle as you guys are going because like now I get like so much gratitude out of all the things I learned during those struggles. Mm. Kind of want to end it with that because like I didn't touch up on that too much because I know a lot of you are going to be in that one, two, three K range. Embrace right now because whenever you are hitting five, six, seven, eight, ten K plus, it just makes it that much better versus if you just got lucky, came in and made 10K your first month. Preach. 100%. Preach, bro. It, bro. All right, fam. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Change Lives Make Money on the Trainer Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful online business. Nick, where do they find you, bro, on social media? At Nick Matthews Fit. At Nick Matthews Fit. Two T's and Matthews. At Nick Matthews Fit with two T's and Matthews. And Cole, where do they find you, bro? Cole Lewis to sell on IG and TikTok and the Wake Up the Wolf podcast. Guys, if you got value from today's podcast, screenshot this podcast episode, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me, Cole and Nick, and let us know you tuned in. Peace and love, guys. Have the best day of your entire life, and we'll talk to you guys soon.